0: the five best dividend paying stocks now this is exciting to me because this is where i shine when it comes to investing there's nothing more interesting and exciting to me than buying a company that pays a dividend when it's selling at a discount and then just holding on to it and while you're holding on to it you're making passive income or residual income in the form of a dividend every quarter or every month depending on which company you buy but because you also bought it at a discount, you also have the possibility of seeing some unrealized capital gains. So it's a win-win situation for me. It's also more of a set it and forget it. You buy it once. If you do the research, you wanna buy a good company, of course, and then you just hold on to it and enjoy the passive income that you generate. Not only do I look at dividend income as a passive way of making money, it's also a way of making money that grows faster than inflation because a lot of companies They don't only pay a dividend they also grow their dividend some companies might also pay a special dividend every now and then so it's a very hands-off way of investing it allows me to sleep well at night so even if the stock market is trending down i don't lose any sleep because i'm still holding on to my dividend paying stocks because they still pay a dividend that dividend increases faster than inflation i reinvest that dividend to get more dividend income and while i'm holding on to the stock the price still has the potential to bounce back and I can see my capital gains rise up. Dividend investing might not be a fast way of making money, but it's a stable and consistent way of making money. I can plot my dividend income in, for example, an Excel spreadsheet and track how much money I'm potentially going to make year after year, depending on how much I invest in dividend paying companies. This is not something that I can do as efficient with just looking at capital gains. Because with capital gains, the stock price or your investments are going to fluctuate year-over-year. So yes, you might see one year your investments grow by 9%, but the next year your stocks might have actually lost and dipped down in value. Let's just jump into the first one that's on the list, which is going to be Nike. Now Nike, famous for their footwear, of course. That's how Phil Knight started out the company, by selling shoes. But Nike is known for more than just their shoes. They also sell fitness clothes. And when it comes to endorsements, Nike has partnered with the best athletes in sports. Athletes such as LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Rafael Nadal, Tiger Woods, and the list goes on. Whenever any of these athletes wear Nike clothing, it brings their fans to Nike, of course. It brings visibility to Nike. The three main brands that Nike owns are going to be Nike, Jordan, and Converse. From a dividend perspective, Nike has paid a continuous dividend since 1997. That's more than 20 years. They grow their dividend on average, if you look at the 5 to 10 year average, by 11%. And their payout ratio is at 35%. The payout ratio, if you think about it, you take the net income that a company generates, a portion of that net income is paid out as a dividend to the shareholder. For Nike, it's 35%. I like it at 35% because... A company that has a higher payout ratio, let's say it's 90%, if a company has a bad year when it comes to net profit or net loss, they might not be able to pay out a dividend. So having that cushion of 65% because they only pay 35% out as a dividend, I like that because they have a cushion where they can still raise the dividend and not be in any financial problems. And also a fun way of looking at it is whenever you own Nike shares, if you see somebody walking around outside in Air Jordan shoes or even Nike clothing, a portion of that sale is gonna to come to you as a dividend. The second company on the list is Apfee. Now Apfee is in the healthcare sector. It's a biopharmaceuticals company. In layman's terms, they create medicine to try to get rid of illness. It's a $255 billion company. And this was actually a spinoff because in 2013, they spun off Abbott Laboratories. From a dividend perspective, this company has paid a increasing dividend since 2013, and they've been able to grow their dividend by 20% on average year over year since 2013. From a payout ratio standpoint, their payout ratio is higher than what we saw with Nike. Their payout ratio is at 74, but they've been able to consistently generate revenue And they've been able to grow their revenue between 11 to 15%, which also means that they've been able to grow their dividend also. Number three on the list is Microsoft. Now, the funny thing about Microsoft is that people don't focus on Microsoft compared to other companies. Companies that you always hear about are going to be your Teslas, Google, Facebook even Apple, but Microsoft is a $1.6 trillion company. One thing that's interesting about Microsoft also is that they have their hands in so many different business ventures. Not something that I necessarily like, but it works for Microsoft of course, Windows, GitHub, Xbox, Azure, which is the competitor of AWS, which is the technology infrastructure. Microsoft is doing extremely well. And from a dividend perspective, this company has paid a continuous dividend since 2003. They've been able to grow their dividend on average by 11% year over year, and their payout ratio is at 25%. So everything is pretty much looking in the up and up for Microsoft. Number four. Four on the list is PepsiCo. The Pepsi company, being a $244 billion company, the thing that I like about this company is that it's extremely easy to explain what this company does, even to a little kid. Because Pepsi, of course, they produce beverage drinks. But that's not the only thing that Pepsi does, because a lot of people don't know, but Pepsi owns a slew of brands. Brands such as Gatorade, Lay's potato chips, Doritos, Quaker Oats, and the list goes on. From a dividend perspective, PepsiCo has paid a continuous dividend since 1973 that's almost coming up on 50 years and not only have they been able to pay a continuous dividend since 1973 they've also been able to grow their dividend if i look at the last five to ten years by around six percent if i look at their payout ratio their payout ratio is a little bit higher at 64 percent. but with the track record of pepsi company paying out an increasing dividend they've been through so many economic bumps think about the great recession the Y2K crash. Even through all those dips in the stock market, the Pepsi company has been able to still pay a dividend and increase their dividend above the average inflation rate. That's why I like the Pepsi company and I have them on my watch list, but I also bought stock in the company. And for number five, I wanted to throw in a different company, a company outside of the US because all of the number one through four are gonna be US companies. This one is actually outside of the US. It sells famous products also. This is the Unilever company. Now the Unilever company is actually a British consumer goods company. So the UK owns this company. Some of the brands that they own, you've heard of them, but you never thought they were owned by Unilever. These brands are gonna be Ben & Jerry's, Dove, Hellman's, think about the, the Mayo. From an investing standpoint, the interesting thing about companies that are outside of the U.S. is that from a dividend perspective, they pay an increasing dividend, but you have to look at the trend line because you will see the dividend income go up and down, but you have to look at the trend, you'll see the trend be a upward trend. Unilever has paid a consistent dividend since 2008, and they've been able to grow their dividend by around 6%. Their payout ratio, they keep it at around 64%. So all in all, Unilever is one that you need to have on your watch list and buy when it's trading at a discount. While I'm talking about Unilever, let's touch on ADRs, which stands for American Depository Receipt. If you wanna invest in a company outside of the US, because keep in mind, not all great companies are just within the US. Outside of the US, there are also companies that you need to pay attention to. For example, Unilever. If a company wants to go public and be traded on a stock exchange, it usually does that within the country that it's in. So in the US, we have the NASDAQ, the New York Stock Exchange. If you go overseas, let's say London, you have the London Stock Exchange. If you look at Amsterdam, You have the Euronext, Amsterdam stock exchange, and the list goes on. Most countries have a stock exchange unless they're so small and they don't participate in the buying and selling of securities. Most companies are not gonna go through the hassle of being listed on different stock exchanges. So a company in Brazil is probably gonna be listed on the Brazilian stock exchange, but they're not gonna do the due diligence to also be listed on the American stock exchanges and the London Stock Exchange. An ADR then allows you to buy stock in companies that are not in your current country's stock exchanges. So in the case of Unilever, the ticker symbol being UL, you can buy Unilever on the New York Stock Exchange. Now some other notable dividend paying companies, I have my handy dandy watch list. Costco, McDonald's, The Hershey Company, Sherwin-Williams, Visa, Union Pacific Corporation, Lowe's, Genuine Parts Company, Johnson & Johnson, Texas Instruments Incorporated, Clorox, Colgate, The 3M Company, Kimberly Clark, T. Rowe Price, McCormick & Company Inc, Church & Dwight, Hasbro, Coca-Cola Company, and Brown Foreman Corporation. Five dividend paying companies under 50 bucks, Flower Foods, Hormel, Fastenal, Kroger, and the CXX Corporation. We went over a lot of good information on these dividend paying companies, but you still wanna make sure that you buy them when they're selling at a discount. Because as a value investor, you don't wanna buy something when it's too expensive. So a good way of looking at how expensive or cheap a company is, is by looking at the price to earnings ratio, the PE ratio. With dividend paying companies, I like to see a PE ratio of 15 or less. You can also do 20 or less. I prefer 15 or less. Investing in dividend-paying companies is a steady way of building your wealth over time. It's not a fast method that you can see with growth stocks, but with dividend companies, I can plot my dividend income into the future. I cannot do that with growth stocks because they're a lot more volatile, but with dividend-paying companies, yes, I pay attention to the price of the stock, but I also definitely pay attention to The dividend income that I get. And I make sure that whenever I get the dividend income, I invest in companies that can grow their dividend income. I take that dividend income and reinvest it, or I take it and I invest it in different companies that pay a dividend. I also take my own capital and invest it in dividend paying companies. And then some of these dividend paying companies also pay a special dividend every now and then. So it's a snowball effect. So let me know which dividend paying companies are on your watch list. Let me know in the comment section. And of course, like this video, make sure to subscribe, and I'll talk to you guys in the next one.